The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You found Destination Love with Shelley Pumphrey. This is not a program about becoming the perfect date or how to get that special someone you've been admiring to notice you. Instead, we'll bring you the science behind how to find love and show how being your true self generally works best. Now, here's your host, Shelley Pumphrey. Hello and welcome to Destination Love. This is Shelley Pumphrey, your host, and I am so excited to have you here today. I am really excited to have our guest here today. I've got um, somebody that's going to talk to us about dating outside of the box, as I'd like to call it, because it seems like all of the dating that we do these days is all online um, or, you know, some kind of app or whatever. And I know that one of the things that I hear all the time from people is that they are totally burned out on online dating. A lot of people... Um, don't even want to try it if they haven't tried it before because they feel intimidated by it. And so I thought it would be great to bring somebody on today that could talk to us about old school dating or maybe it is modern school dating too. Um, but I have uh, Camille Virginia here and she is the founder of offline or master offline dating. She has a unique talent and incredible passion for creating instant in-person connections and building authentic relationships relationships. And after years of pushing past her own introverted nature to meet and attract amazing people into her life, she watched the number of times she was asked out by men climb into the triple digits, I kid you not, triple digits without ever having gone online. Other women were constantly asking for the secrets behind her dating and relationship successes and master master offline dating was born. So through courses, coaching and live workshops, she now helps singles everywhere create their own real world romances by providing the key tools to naturally attract and date great men. So I want to introduce to you today, Camille Virginia. Camille, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Shelley. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited. I, I, um, I know that um, I have been reading some of the things, some of your tips and suggestions that you make, and I I love them. I think they're really helpful, really great to help people build their confidence and just know what the heck to do to meet people. So I'm excited to have you here and talk to us a little bit about this today. Yeah, definitely. I'm excited. It's my favorite topic. <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> so let's start with just the question of why everybody gets so burned out with online dating. Yeah, I, you know, when online dating came on the scene 10, 15 years ago, it was kind of the shiny new object and people were having fun with it and they still had social skills back then. So it, it was like another option to kind of add to, um, you know, how to find a date. But I feel like in the past decade or so, the pendulum has swung so far to that side that people don't even know how to talk to each other anymore. They know how to look at their phone and swipe, but um, they're missing all this in-person opportunity. And so I think that honeymoon period of online dating and apps uh, has come to an end for a lot of people. They're they're just totally burned out, but they don't 
they kind of lost those skills along the way of how to tap into those real world opportunities. And I don't know, it's really sad. I agree. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, we don't know how it just feels like people don't even put out the effort to connect with each other anymore. Um, sometimes or when we have a moment you know everybody's standing at Starbucks and waiting for their coffee and everybody's standing there on their phones like not even looking at each other you know Um, and there feels like there's a lot of missed opportunities um, that I'm guessing you're going to share with us today yeah definitely there's so much opportunity even in line at Starbucks like you said that's a great one (laughs) yeah so what's the benefit of meeting someone offline versus online um, I've kind of, I've thought about this and that, I mean, you know, I'm a little biased just cause I love the whole in-person connection, but it's, there's really three main areas. So when you do offline dating, which you can do with online dating too, you know, I don't have to do exclusively one or the other, but when you're offline dating, you're just being nice and talking to everyone. So you're really just like warming up your social skills constantly, not mm-hmm. saving them for a person that you're attracted to in the grocery store but you know being nice to everyone kind of chatting to um, your waiter the checkout clerk people like that and then when you do find someone you're attracted to you're all warmed up you're going from like 45 to 60 as opposed to if you don't talk to anyone ever that's like going from zero to 60 which is really hard that's a good way to look at it I never thought about it that way yeah and then um, there's also just that better real world connection Um, it's hard to have a real connection with someone over a screen or an email or a text. We're just, humans aren't wired that way. You know, evolution hasn't caught up to the invention of the smartphone quite yet. So (laughs) we, we know we like to be around other humans and read their energy. And there's so much you can read by someone, let alone, you know, obviously tell what they look like when they're standing in front of you, which saves you that online first date sometimes. But, um, but just that energy of someone in front of you and what kind of person they are. Can they carry a conversation? Is there a little bit of chemistry going on? That kind of thing. Right. Well, and I think, you know, one thing that I think is nice about online dating is you can read somebody's profile, but people can lie about that stuff or people, you know, people aren't necessarily writing all the negative things about themselves or those little nuances that we miss in person. And, and so, you know, you can think somebody's really great. And then we, I think we've all had that experience of going on a date with someone that you've met online and the chemistry's totally off or even just the way they talk or the way they look like it's just, completely off-putting so you know I like this idea of again going back like it just feels old school I keep thinking that it's it's old school (laughs) this is how we actually used to meet each other um you know and sometimes it could be that you're physically attracted to somebody just in in an instant but then you find out that they're not your type but at least you're building that muscle of opening up and being social with people yeah exactly and it's a shame because they're could be great people online who just don't know how to write a great profile and do themselves justice. Mm -hmm. And then there could be people who um, may not be the best people in the world. And if they know how to write a great profile, then they're going to get all the attention. And then same with photos. If you're not photogenic, maybe you get passed up, but you would be great husband material. It's just such a mishmash or mismatch of, um, you know, of stuff that can go wrong. Whereas with, when you're in person, you got all the information within a couple of seconds. Right. Right. Yeah. I can agree more. So 
I'm just kind of chomping at the bit here. I would love to know just some of your tips on how do you actually meet people offline? Tell us, tell us what you do. What's your magic? Um, well, I kind of fell into this. So as you mentioned, I used, I'm still an introvert, but I used to be pretty shy. And one day I just got sick and tired of it. And I was like, all right, what can I do to get over this? And so, um, I just started taking baby steps and pushing a little bit past my comfort zone. And I think people are so scared these days to talk to strangers that, um, you know, they, that fear is, Of course, it's real if it's your fear, but it's kind of a little bit overboard. And so, you know, I suggest just pushing past your comfort zone a little tiny bit. And so what's that look like? Um, If as a woman, I think it's my job to make it easy for the guy to approach me, because I think most women do want to be approached by a guy. But, you know, when if they're standing there with their arms crossed with a scowl on their face, that guy is probably not going to come up to them. (laughs) Right. So... Um, so I'd say, you know, get close. If you find someone that you're attracted to, get close to them. First of all, just get within proximity, lower that distance gap. Um, and then say something casual, something easily and immediately relatable, like give them a compliment or, um, ask for directions or something. And then they can either respond to that or not, or maybe you just stand there and smile at them and wait for him to say something to you. And I think a lot of this hap- a lot of people get to this point. This is like the random icebreaker. Some some stranger says something random to you, and people don't know where to take it from here. <laughs> so um, what I recommend after that random icebreaker topic has died, if you want to keep talking, ask how's your day going, and that's the perfect segue to, hey, I get that you commented on my shoes. It's not really about the shoes. Yes, I would like to keep talking to you. So that's pretty simple. <laughs> right? <laughs> so it's simple, but so what was coming up for me as you're talking, like what I hear so many people struggle with is just that, like, it's just that fear. Like, and you said something that it's just, it is so simple, like a simple little comment and how's your day going? Like how, why would we think that that is such a difficult thing to do? Yet I hear like people are terrified to just say that. Do you like, how can you help people with their mindset or just building some confidence just around starting that simple little conversation there? I think start with people that you're not intimidated by. So if you're a woman who wants to work on this, start saying it to other women. And then once you get comfortable with that, start saying it to um, elderly men who, by the way, you will make their day and it's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) that's Um, a good good idea (laughs) and then you know move on to men around your age who you're just not that attracted to and then work up to the men that you're attracted to and it's all in the baby steps it's not if you already have a fear of something throwing yourself in trying to overcome the fear in one fell swoop is just going to terrify you more so don't do that (laughs) um but yeah just just baby steps push your comfort zone a little bit and look for that i call it a, a moment of bravery um, where sometimes we just get this feeling like, all right, I'm going to do it and just, just go do it. Cause the longer you hesitate, the more likely you're, you're not going to do it and the less natural it's going to come out. Right. 
Well, and I always like to say, you know, it's it's like if you went to a gym and you'd never lifted weights before, you wouldn't go and pick up a 300-pound dumbbell. You would go and lift the five-pound hand weights. You know, like you have to build this up instead of making it so big and so, um, you know, like set yourself up for failure because it feels impossible. So I love that idea of just starting with people that don't intimidate you. Um, that's an excellent idea. Yeah. And then from there, um, you've got the confidence cycle going. The more you practice, the better you get, the more successes and meaningful conversations you get under your belt. It's almost kind of addicting, um, which is hard to explain, you know, if there isn't um, someone who has who has done this before, like addicting. Whoa, I'm terrified of talking to people. But it's actually having the power to talk to people is amazing. Everywhere you go, you can get a date, make a new friend, or just have a meaningful moment of connection if you're feeling lonely. It's incredible. Right. Well, and I also like to say to people, like, look for role models. Because I know, like, I've always, I, I was a very introverted person. And I've really, you know, like you, I've learned how to how to break through that and come out of my shell. And a lot of what I did was I watched people who were really naturally outgoing and, and I watched how they connected with people. So find somebody, you know, like I have the, I have a couple of, of female friends who um, actually one of them is a dating coach and she is like, I mean, she can go walk into a room and like work it. Like I have never seen somebody <laughs> work, but she's so confident that it's like, she just has to walk in. She doesn't even have to say anything because her energy is just so open because she's so okay with connecting and like just putting herself out there in, in these really easy, harmless ways. I mean, it's easy for her cause she's really good at it, but um, you know, find somebody in your life, whether it's a stranger or someone that you know, that you can see how they do that. So, you know, that you can try to you know, let, let that person be a role model and teach you how to do it yourself. I love that. Yeah. And, and I, I bet that she also, part of that confidence is being okay with the rejection. Cause it's not like totally. <laughs> once you pass this magical threshold, like you never get rejected. I mean, that happens to everybody. It's just what you do after that and not let that um, debilitate you or stop you from trying it again. And the more you do it, the more, rejection you'll get, but the more successes you'll get, which will vastly outweigh the rejections. And so if you just do it once and you get rejected, that is, you need, that is not statistically significant data. You need to keep going. Totally. Well, and I always like to say like rejection is a story that you're telling yourself, like you're choosing to see it as rejection. And, you know, like instead of focusing on like, oh, I said hi to this guy and he, you know, brushed me off and rejected me. You could, instead of focusing on that, you could say, oh my God, I'm so excited. I said hi to this person. And, you know, a year ago, I never would have walked up to somebody and done that. Um, You know, so instead you're focusing on how proud you are of yourself for taking this risk and doing something new. And you're not even paying attention to the fact that this person, quote unquote, rejected you. You know, it's all where you want to focus your, your thinking. I love that. Yeah, it's the way that you look at it. And also... It's mostly about people's reactions are mostly about them. Um, and, you know, I've, I've done this so often that if I say it's hi to someone and I get a weird reaction, I don't take it personally. First of all, mm-hmm. they don't even know me. Right. <laughs> so it's, hard, it's hard to take it personally. But also, 
that means that either they didn't know how to respond or maybe they just got fired or who knows, but always, as you said, have a mindset of assuming the best case scenario. So making it about them and not about you, because it usually is. Yeah, that's such good advice. I mean, you just, you never know what's going on with somebody and making assumptions is just, it's just going to pile on some negative self-talk, you know, on yourself. And we have enough of that going on most of the time. So um, always, yeah, I love that. Don't, don't take it personal if you can. So, um, okay, so this is some really great information. I want to continue to just get some of your tips here, but we're going to stop for a couple of minutes here and take a break. Uh, You're listening to Destination Love, and if you want to find out more about me and how I work with people, you can find me at thelovestrategist.com. We'll talk to you in a few minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you ever wondered if you're the reason that you are still single? Are you tired of repeating the same old relationship patterns that end in heartbreak? Maybe it's time to get serious about finding love. Love strategist and therapist Shelly Pumphrey can help you break your relationship patterns and find love that lasts. Shelly doesn't teach superficial dating skills. Instead, she helps you shift your entire dating mindset and empowers you with the psychology and science of relationships. Shelly offers several ways to work with her, including her empowered dating course, one-on-one coaching, or a weekend retreat. To learn more about how to work with Shelly, you can schedule a free 30-minute strategy call or learn more about her programs at thelovestrategist.com. That's thelovestrategist.com. Shelly can help you find love. Take the quiz and find out what's keeping you single. Visit thelovestrategist.com today. You count. Tune into Inner Revolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Destination Love. To reach Shelley Pumphrey or her guest today, call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Shelley at ShellyPumphrey.com. Now back to Destination Love. Hello and welcome back to Destination Love. This is Shelley Pumphrey and you are listening to me talk to Camille Virginia today, the master of offline dating. And um, as or before we took the commercial break, Camille was just starting to share some tips that she had on how to just start being more open and talk to people out and about in the world. So um Tell us some more tips that you have, Camille. I think we, what we stopped with was um, you said just starting that conversation of how's your day going is is kind of where we left it. So what are some other ways to open up to people? Yeah, um, 
Well, it's really about that icebreaker. And so that's the hardest part usually um, is just actually, you know, saying something. So maybe you're eyeing someone from across the other aisle of the grocery store and you're like, oh my God, what do I do? Um, so there's a lot of ways to either initiate it or or be more approachable. And I'll, I'll, I guess I'll go into ways to initiate it. So, um, I mean, some of them are just saying hi, you know, acknowledging that eye contact for what it is. Um, and that's all you have to say, like, especially as a woman, just saying hi and not running away, uh, which I think a lot of women can get intimidated by eye contact and run away. I know a lot of my clients do. Right. Uh, that, that can be all that the guy needs to know that, oh, okay, she's okay with me approaching. Because guys have a fear of being creepy. You know, they don't want to be that guy, in quotes, who approaches a woman who doesn't want to be approached. So you got to kind of help him out a little bit. Um, and then there's just, you know, the random comment of like a shared moment. So if something happens, maybe, again, if we're in the grocery store, uh, all these things fall off the shelf or something and you're standing next to a guy and say, well, that wasn't me or something that's kind of like <laughs> funny like that. Uh-huh. You've broken the ice. Like, again, that's the hard part. There's so many things that we think in our head um, that we just never say out loud. And so I encourage you to take it from the mind to the mouth, as I like to call it, and just just say it. You never know. If no one responds, then go go on with your grocery shopping. That's good. I like that mind to the mouth. Just be authentic. Like just take a risk in putting yourself out there. And I promise like, and I'm guessing you may, you can validate this as well. Like as a person who I always say I hid for most of my life because I was shy and, and an introvert, like it is the most freeing thing to finally just get out of yourself and, and start putting yourself out there and not care anymore. You know, and it does take courage to take those steps. But when you can just start putting these things out there, and even if it is just one little thing in your head to try to connect with somebody, um, it can feel really good, really good. Oh, so good. I mean, especially with, you know, going back to what we were talking about with online dating and social media, people are more lonely and isolated now than ever. And you can be around thousands of people, live in a huge city, but if you don't know how to tap into that opportunity, it almost is more lonely than if you right. were, you know, in the middle of Alaska or something like that. Right. So right. totally. Yeah. It's just the power to connect. It's great. Yeah. Well, what do you do? Like one thing that I always um, hear people talk about is like that they're, they have a coworker that they have a crush on and they are terrified to like put put it out there or like they don't know how to connect with them in any way. So I know that's maybe not necessarily a stranger, but how, if you have a crush on somebody, how do you get them to know that you like them or to get to that step of maybe asking you out? Good question. Um, coworkers, it's a little tricky because, you know, you, you got to think about if that goes sour that you still right. have to see this person every day. Right. Um, doesn't mean that you shouldn't go for it though. Cause I think, meeting someone at work is like still one of the top five ways to meet someone. Um, <clears throat> so with that, um, well, I have this thing that I call friendly or flirting and it kind of ties back to just being nice and outgoing with everyone. So when you do that, um, you know, you're less focused on, Oh, does the other person know that I'm interested in them? And you can kind of get past that part, which is the scary part. 
Um, so with the coworker, you know, maybe go out to lunch or something like that. And also go out with another coworker for lunch so that uh, it's a little bit like, hey, this is just, I have a couple of coworkers I go out to lunch with. Um, and then, you know, get off, well, and this is great for dating in general, uh, get off the work topic for, and the small talk. That's mm-hmm. like the quickest way to kill a conversation, at least for me as an introvert. Mm. Um, I like to have meaningful conversations. So I say like be genuinely curious about the other person. And, um, you know, work is a very safe topic, especially if you work together. But if you want to get to the more personal side and a personal connection with this person, um, ask more personal questions. It doesn't have to be anything too in-depth, but, you know, starting with, okay, where are you from? And um, what do you do on the weekends? And then diving in from there. Oh, my gosh, you do acrobatics? That's amazing. Tell me more about that. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Um, and I then from... Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go gonna, ahead. From there, from there, like, just kind of, especially with a coworker, because you, you want to kind of walk that line um, carefully, mm-hmm. g- gauge if they're interested back and if they're asking you questions and things like that. And, um, and if things are going well between both of you, I say get together outside of work. That's a great next step. Yeah. Great, great advice for sure. And I agree. It's always a little tricky with a coworker, but that's seriously one of the things I, I hear from a lot of my clients. Um, they have somebody that, you know, from a distance, they're like, um, you know, really attracted to them and they don't know how to take it to the next step. So, um, yeah. So I know one of the things um, that I read about in some of your work is how to attract the right guy in 30 seconds without saying a word. I love that. Can you talk about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, So it's really about being approachable. That's the secret. And there's just little hacks that you can do to to tap into that. So one of them is, uh, I say, dress to impress. And I think a lot of people kind of don't really dress up the way that we used to. Um, Mm -hmm. And that actually, you know, which is fine, but it creates yet another barrier if you're already shy talking to people about, um, you know, if you're not confident in what you're wearing, you're going to try to, as you said earlier, Shelley, like hide a little bit. Right. So dressing for confidence, whatever that means to you, um, you know, it could be just a pair of flats and a nice sweater or um, heck, if you want to get all dolled up to go to the grocery store, go for it. (laughs) Um, because as a woman, I know that men are visual creatures. And so if they want to talk to you, they're probably going to comment on something you're wearing. So might as well show off your personality a little bit, make it easy for them and, um, and wear something that you're confident in. That's a little bit different. Yeah, I agree. And I think when you're out and about, like if you're, you know, if you're just going out and you haven't even showered and you're in your yoga pants, like you might feel really comfortable, but it's not putting you in that energy to like be open and and talking to people are attractive. And so I think it can really shift your mindset and just your feeling when you, when you just add a little extra to your appearance when you're going out, even if you're just going to the grocery store. Yeah, exactly, because those are the hidden gems that people don't tend to think about when they're like, oh, I'd love to get a date. Let me go to Tinder or my Match account, um, you know, and swipe while I'm at the grocery store. But if you're at the grocery store, that is 
such a great place to meet people, a grocery store, pharmacy, airports, walking down the street, all these places where our minds tend to be focused on our to-do list or work or something else. And we're literally passing thousands of awesome single people every single day that come within two feet of us in Mm. real life. (laughs) Yeah. So like, okay, so let me think of some ways. I'm trying to think of ways that we could open ourselves up to meet people. So let's say, um, I always see this happen. Like, let's say you're at a bar with some, with a bunch of girlfriends. Do you think it's like harder for guys to come and approach you if you're with a group of girls or like, do you have any suggestions on how to be more approachable when you're in a situation like that? Definitely. Yeah. That's another approachability tip is um, to go alone to places. Most of the times that I've been approached, I've been by myself. And if you think about it from the guy's perspective, you know, first of all, he's already risking rejection by coming up to you at all. And then if there's a large group of girls, he has to break through that. And then if he gets rejected, he has now been rejected in front of a large group of girls and all of those. <laughs> yeah. Right. <sighs> Terrifying. Yeah. So, um, again, my, I think my job as the woman is to make it as easy for him as possible, you know, not necessarily do it for him. Uh, cause guys do love that pursuit and the, the chase a little bit, but, um, make it easy smile and b- being by yourself is wonderful. It's also just fun and you have like a self-comfort in being by yourself. If you can go places by yourself, there's a certain confidence in that. Um, and so, yeah, that's definitely one of my top recommendations is to go by yourself. And then on top of that, uh, if you, you know, maybe you're really busy, uh, it's hard to find places to go by yourself and carve out that time. One of my favorite tips is to go 20 minutes early to plans that you already have. And so you get that 20 minute window of being alone. You have a reason for being there. And it's not like you're just going to be, you know, sitting there forever, not knowing mm-hmm. when to, uh, uh, when you're, when you're going to leave or, you know, someone asks why you're there, you actually have a reason. Oh, I, I'm meeting some friends here at the museum or at the restaurant. And uh, it's the perfect window of time to kind of practice some of the stuff that we've been talking about. That's a great idea. Um, yeah, I love it. And then you can kind of open yourself up and not feel like you're (laughs) I think especially for women like going to a bar a restaurant like alone like I think men are more comfortable with that but for a woman like just having that little excuse like I'm just waiting for my friends um is kind of a nice little buffer that you can have yeah exactly and it's so easy it works into existing plans so you know we don't have to choose another night to try this um and that's part of what I love about on, uh, offline dating is that, I mean, we're all busy people. So I've had clients describe online dating as like a second full-time job where you have to just keep up your profile and respond to messages and tag people and all these other things. And um, when you're just tapping into your real world opportunities as you're doing your everyday errands, it's very efficient. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I I like that. We're all about efficiency in this day and age, too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So many benefits. <laughs> yeah. I like I will share a little a little story that or a little tip that a uh, girlfriend and I do when in times when we've both been single and dating, um, we play a little game where um, we'll we give ourselves the goal of connecting with 
say five or 10 people in a day. So the goal is like to do these kinds of things you're talking about. So it might be that you just say hi and you're, you're a little flirty with the, you know, the guy at the grocery store or, um, you know, you hold the door open for some nice man and, and say, have a great day, you know, whatever it might be, or you make yourself approachable and somebody comes up to you and, and says hello. So every time that we, that one of us connect with a man, um, we text each other and we say, okay, I said this to this guy. And so that, you know, like we keep the energy going like all day, it's this game. And it's not necessarily about finding the love of your life. I mean, ultimately, that's what we're looking for. But, um, you know, it's to help encourage each other to just kind of get out of our heads and to um, have a little bit of a competition too, and just to be playful and open and light about it to to help you get into this place. So I if any of you are listening, sometimes that's a fun little game to play with a girlfriend or, or several friends, you guys, you know, you could do a whole group text and have a blast with it. I love that. Yeah, quantifying it. So, um, and that's that's another tip that I have to be approachable is um, setting an intention before you step outside of who you want to meet and why. And mm. that could totally be, um, I'm going to make three people feel good. And, you know, maybe you're not comfortable talking to the most attractive man in the room just yet. Totally fine. But if you just have the goal of something simple, like make three people feel good, you're going to look for those opportunities as you're going about your day. You're going to be more present in the moment, which is <clears throat> great for on so many levels. And then, you know, you can just compliment people and be great with that. I love that. That's a great idea. Any other ideas on like intentions to work with other than just I'll meet a few people? Um, yeah, maybe you've been doing this for a while and you're like, all right, I got this random conversation thing down. Um, today, I want to get a date for the weekend. And look for opportunities to talk to men if you're a woman or, um, you know, whichever gender you're attracted to and keep that front of mind. You know, don't let your mind wander away to getting so absorbed in the to-do list or work or wherever our minds wander to. Um, You know, stay in the present moment. Remember your intention that you set and it'll kind of be your theme throughout the day. I love that. That's such a, such a great way to do this. And, um, you know, you can tap in with, I always like to set a little, like sometimes I'll set my intentions or a little mantra in my phone with a little reminder, because sometimes we'll set that intention first thing in the morning, and then we forget by the time we walk (laughs) out the door. Um, You know, so just giving yourself some nice reminders to keep yourself present with it. um, I think that's really powerful and a great suggestion. So um, we are going to take a quick commercial break here. And when we get back, um, I want to hear more tips on how to uh, connect with people in offline dating. So thank you, Camille. Again, you're listening to Destination Love. And you can find me at thelovestrategist.com or follow me on Facebook at Authentic Date. We'll see you in a few. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Have you ever wondered if you're the reason that you are still single? Are you tired of repeating the same old relationship patterns that end in heartbreak? Maybe it's time to get serious about finding love. Love strategist and therapist Shelly Pumphrey can help you break your relationship patterns and find love that lasts. Shelly doesn't teach superficial dating skills. Instead, she helps you shift your entire dating mindset and empowers you with the psychology and science of relationships. Shelly offers several ways to work with her, including her empowered dating course, one-on-one coaching, or a weekend retreat. To learn more about how to work with Shelly, you can schedule a free 30-minute strategy call or learn more about her programs at thelovestrategist.com. That's thelovestrategist.com. Shelly can help you find love. Take the quiz and find out what's keeping you single. Visit thelovestrategist.com today. Fire can destroy your home, your business, and your life in seconds. On Speaking of Fire, with co-hosts Mike Schlattman and Donna Ingram, we investigate fire, the origin and causes, and provide important information to prevent accidental fires and save your life, loved ones, and your property. We speak to experts about technology, investigative research, and insurance issues with regard to fire. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Destination Love. To reach Shelley Pumphrey or her guest today, call us at 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Shelley at ShellyPumphrey.com. Now back to Destination Love. Hello and welcome back to Destination Love. This is Shelley Pumphrey and we are interviewing Camille Virginia here talking about offline dating. And we've been talking a little bit about how to keep yourself open and be more social when you're out and about. And now I want to kind of get down to the meat of this. Like, okay, so we've talked about being open, Camille, and how to really kind of put yourself out there. So how do you steer the conversation? Like, let's say you meet a stranger out there and you, you want them to get you, you want to get them to ask you out. How do you steer a conversation to make that happen? That's a great question. That's that's the tricky part, too, that people get hung up on. So you can be open, you're meeting people everywhere, and you've got the random icebreaker down. <clears throat> the random icebreaker has been kind of beaten to death now, and, and you, there's mutual interest here, but how do you get that person to ask you out? So um, I love being just natural and authentic, and one of the best ways to do that is to just bring up local activities or hobbies or passions, and so it's that natural curiosity, again, of there's a human being in front of you. You know nothing about them. They've got a whole life and interests and thoughts and all this stuff, like be naturally curious, and so um, ask what they like to do on the weekends or um, if they've got a favorite restaurant in the neighborhood or something like that. And then that's perfect to get them talking about themselves and you can learn a little bit more about them. But also when they mention something that maybe you like too or you'd love to try, you can say, oh, well, that sounds great. I'd, I'd love to do that. I'll add that to my list or something. Um and then it makes it very easy for them to say, well, 
we should do it together sometime. Ah, I like that. So it's kind of asking some deeper questions. Well, I don't know if deeper is the word, but just asking questions, get to know somebody. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, a lot of people are afraid to even ask, how's your day going? I mean, do you know how many people are feeling lonely in this world that would love to have someone ask how their day is going? Yeah. Um, that just, it, it just is such a, it's just such a warm um, thing that you can do for someone, let alone if there's mutual interest. Um, it's, it's helping, you know, steer things towards getting together and then maybe who knows, creating a life together. You never know where that random conversation is going to go. It's really right. exciting. Um, think, Do you have uh, some like favorite or, you know, recommended like kind of topic starters, like some things, you know, we can always talk about the weather and God, these days, I don't know if it's safe to talk about politics, but, um, <laughs> you know, like any go-to things that you would suggest, um, I would say use what's around you. So something easily and immediately relatable. Um, if it's if it's going to be like a random icebreaker thing, you know, just go for random, but something that people can kind of, that, that makes sense. So if you, you know, you're standing on the subway platform and you turn to the person next to you and say, I love oatmeal or something <laughs> like that, <laughs> that is just going to be, that's not going to go anywhere oh, good. Right. <laughs> But if you say, oh, man, did I just miss a train or, um, you know, oh, I really like your scarf or, mm-hmm. um, oh, that that guy is playing the guitar really well down there or something, um, just something around you. You know, something that, again, it's those thoughts that we have constantly. We're probably thinking, oh, did I just miss the last train or that guy's playing guitar really well down there. Um, and it's just saying it out loud. Um, sometimes it doesn't have to be a question. It could just be halfway to yourself, halfway not. And maybe that person next to you has been dying to think of a way to talk to you. And when you just say something out loud of, wow, this is a beautiful song, half to yourself, that gives them the chance to enter into that conversation or not. Right. Right. I agree. I think really when you just start doing it, it'll be so much easier, you know, um, get off your phone. And <laughs> don't write something on Facebook, but actually take it out of your head and say it to another person, you know? Yeah. And I think um, keeping in mind, and this is a little bit harder to get to, but totally doable, um, treat people and talk to people the same way that you would your friends. I think mm-hmm. what comes up a lot for my clients is that they feel the need to tailor themselves to what they think the other person wants. And so, Um, You know, maybe that's like a really sweet personality when maybe they're really sarcastic or something like that. Um, Because when we're with our friends and our family who know and love us, we're just very relaxed. We're ourselves. We're fun, natural. And for some reason, there's there's a switch that happens for a lot of people when we're around strangers. And we think that we can't be that same person uh, for whatever reason. But people can tell when you're relaxed and comfortable and being comfortable yourself and being you actually makes the other person more comfortable. Right. Well, and the added benefit is when you are just being yourself, you have a better chance of attracting a partner that's more compatible with you because 
if you're pretending to be somebody that you're not, you're going to get somebody who likes the person that you're not, you know? And so it can feel so much better if you're just being very authentic and open and, and, um, you know, not hiding behind any kind of facade. Um, And somebody likes you just that way. They're attracted to you exactly the way you are. So, um, you know, that's great motivation to just kind of put yourself out there in the way that you would, you know, just like you're talking to a friend or a family member. Yeah. And that's such a great point, Shelly. Like, I think that I used to do that, um, you know, tailoring myself and not showing someone who I really was because it's also safer. So if you get rejected, you can think to yourself, well, that's not who I really am anyway. So they didn't really reject me. Um, But it's so refreshing. And people can tell when you're not being authentic. Like, um, I don't know if you, uh, if this brings any examples to mind for you, but Sometimes I'll meet women and we get introduced maybe at a networking event and they have this really high voice like, hi. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> I, I'm just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's not how you really talk. Like, let's bring that down. Right. Uh, um, and I don't, you know, obviously say that. But for me, that is the perfect example of what we were just talking about of, you know, and it's probably habitual, you know, they probably don't mean to do that, but, um, but that's not how anyone really talks. And so it's just, you know, talking to people that you just met in the same tone and voice as someone like when you call your best friend. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, I, I totally relate to that. Yeah. Just be real if you can. And if you struggle with being real, uh, then this is why like following all these suggestions that, that Camille shared, like it's, that'll help you feel more comfortable. And the more you do it, the more you build that muscle, the easier it'll become to not go into that high pitch voice or whatever, <laughs> you know, ang- anxiously driven mannerism that it, you have when you're not feeling like you can be yourself. Yeah. So that's great advice. So are there other tips that we have not covered that you love, you know, that you feel like would be important to share? Oh, gosh, I have so many tips. Um, (laughs) uh, um, Yeah, so I think one of my favorites is what I call the vacation effect. And this is where, you know, when we go on vacation, um, our inhibitions tend to be lowered because we're in a place where no one knows us, new environment. I kind of like going to Vegas, but it doesn't even have to be Vegas. It could be Savannah, Georgia, or Spain, or something like that. And we're just more open um, to meeting people, doing things that we wouldn't normally do. We're kind of out of our element. We don't. We know that we're not going to run into anyone that we know. Um, and so tapping into that, if you can't go on vacation all the time, which, you know, probably most people can't, um, doing that in your own neighborhood or going to a different neighborhood. So maybe some of the tips that we've been talking about are a little scary and um but you know you you want to do it go to a different grocery store so that you've got that vacation effect and you're going to be a little bit more comfortable so if you epically fail which you won't but that's a fear that a lot of people have um you know worst case scenario you you are totally awkward you never have to go to that grocery store ever again (laughs) such a great such a great idea (laughs) i love that yeah. yeah, and coffee shops and, you know, everything. Just try these, like, have have an adventure. Go get to know your city in different neighborhoods and practice these things and um, get out of your element, get out of your routine. Uh, even just changing up your routine will be a, um, a mood booster all around, not just for romance. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, I love that. Such a great idea. Any other tips? I know since you said you have a ton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. I think so. Going back to the dressing for confidence, I think this is a really, I'm very tactical. So I like to give lots of tactical tips and actionable tips that can be applied pretty easily. Yeah. Um, not always wearing black. <laughs> ah. Yeah, it's, uh, I know that women love black. It's slimming. It goes with everything. If you're going to wear black, um, have a pop of color. So, you know, going back to men are visual creatures. Um, and you want to stand out a little bit from the crowd. Uh, and, and clothes are such a great way to express yourself. Um, and they can either be, they can help you in your confidence when you're talking to that stranger in the drugstore, or they can hinder you. You know, if you're, if you just came from yoga class and, you're trying to kind of hide a little bit because you're not confident in what you're wearing. So, um, so wearing like a bold color or um, a cool necklace with a story or just something to be a little bit different. Um, I have, uh, I, I live in Chicago and everyone has a black coat and I have a red coat and a green coat. <laughs> and those are the items that get complimented most on just because we kind of fall into this um, group think of, you know, black all the time. Um, but just, you know, kind of stepping out of that a little bit and being like, nah, today's not a black day. I'm going to wear red or this or just something. Because it's, uh, it's also just a great way to show off your personality in a very safe way. And then if someone compliments something that you feel shows off your personality, I mean, instant rapport right there. Right. No, I love that. I think that's a great idea. And even just like a, a little piece of jewelry, you know, like a conversation piece, um, you know, something creative or unique or original that, um, you know, can stand out can sometimes be, um, you know, just a simple little thing to do, um, you know, to draw attention towards you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then so another tip that I have, uh, which will avoid resting bitch face if <laughs> that brings- oh I love it resting bitch face Tell yeah, us that- <laughs> uh, so that's that's a term I think Oprah actually coined it um a while ago but it's when and it, it applies just I mean it can apply to men too but it mostly refers to women where you know we just get so concentrated uh on something that we're thinking about and our mouths are closed and our eyes are focused on something and we kind of look like we want to kill somebody so <laughs> Um, the way to avoid that and be more approachable is just by opening your mouth a little bit. And I know this is like, this is one of my weirder tips, but just, just hear me out here. Um, breathing through your mouth <laughs> will be the perfect antidote to resting bitch face. And I love uh, it. <laughs> I'm sitting yeah. here trying it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's always hard to then try it because I then I'm always like laughing by this point. Right. <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, it, when you're walking down the street, anywhere, just keep your mouth open a little bit. And the best examples I have of this are look at the covers of magazines with women on them. They're either smiling or their mouth is open a little tiny bit. It's the case for everything uh, on all, all magazine covers. And it's just, it, it relaxes the features of your face. Um, it doesn't, it takes away that angry part, which is really just your lips being closed and pursed, you know, and yeah. you could be ha- having great thoughts, but 
you're so concentrating on them that it, it you just look really mean. So right. Yeah. So um, I I always keep my mouth open a little bit. It's just habitual now, and you know, not not totally. <laughs> Not totally open, but uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there's foods there you need to strike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a great tip. So, um, wow, um, I never would have even thought about that, but it's so true because I know I find myself, you know, just when you're in that concentrated state and you're not aware of the way that you might be looking to other people. Um, that's such a helpful. Um, tip even though it sounds kind of funny but I love it so we're kind of getting near the end of the show like I know you've given us um, many tips here today that are really helpful is there like if there was just one more thing that people can do here in the next 24 hours um, that would be helpful to start tapping into these offline opportunities what would you have them do Um, I would say do something that's a little bit past your comfort zone so again if you're comfortable talking to other women talk to a man you're not attracted to, like push that a little tiny bit. Um, and I, uh, the, the guide that you've been referencing, Shelly, um, best date ever, that's a, that has tons of tips inside of it. So I would love to pass it on uh, yeah. to your listeners. Tell us where they can find that. Yeah, it's called Best Date Ever. It's the ultimate guide to turning a chance encounter into an epic first date. And they can go to www.master offline dating.com backslash destination love. Awesome. And that's your website where they can find you as well. Yep. Absolutely. I'm there. Reach out. I've got free resources. That resource is free. And I'd love to, I'd love to hear from your listeners. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been a very uh, enlightening conversation today. I know I got some tips, and I am sure that our listeners did as well. So hope you guys can check out Camille and the free uh, the freebie that she's offering. And thank you for listening today. Again, this has been Destination Love. And next week, we will have Alana Pratt on. And for those of you who are into relationship stuff, you're probably familiar with her because she does a ton of work out there in the world we will be talking about how to be a man whisperer so tune in next week and we will have a very juicy conversation with alana and um in the meantime you can follow me at thelovestrategist.com we'll see you next week Thank you for making a weekly visit to Destination Love. Please join Shelley Pumphrey again next Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, be brave, be you, be loved. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america variety channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericavariety.com 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 